Welcome or welcome back to Pre-Arb Excellence, a Roots-based Chicago Cubs podcast with an eye on player development. Pull up a chair while I take a deeper dive into concerns for the team's present and future. Questions are always welcomed, whether on Twitter, TimA15, on the Anchor Contest line, or on my Facebook Pre-Arb Excellence group. Thanks for stopping by for today's episode, a 2020 draft hypothetical and ask me questions if I was confusing. Baseball's draft is the ignored third child. The basketball draft gets a whole bunch of hype. The football draft gets a whole bunch of hype. Much of that is because players selected in the football, and basketball draft are expected to perform at the top level shortly after being selected. The way baseball is set up, that doesn't happen. There are too many levels, too many things that have to get learned still, and the pipeline exists for a reason. Players selected still have to refine their skills They have to get bigger. They have to get stronger. Players aren't ready, even if they're drafted from an SEC or ACC school, to perform immediately at the major league level. It just doesn't work that way. A lot of people in society want to have instant gratification, and the major league baseball draft is far from that. It's a long-term process, and whether a decision makes sense won't become apparent for two, three, four, maybe even five years. And a lot of people don't have the time for that. I get it. I understand it. However, I do wish there was a bit of an undercurrent with each team in the league to, yeah, 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 we're 80 of us. We're nutters. Everyone thinks we're insane. But we like to talk about the draft before the draft happens. I wish that undercurrent existed. I really do. And I hope I can get, if not 80, maybe 30 people, whatever. People thinking about the draft is important for the future. I don't have all the answers. Yes, the scouts are much more well-informed than I am. I have my own job, my own other things I got to do. But I can still have an opinion. This draft hypothetical is looking at one of those possible ideas the Cubs could have chased had they decided to. They did not. But it would have been an interesting poser should the Cubs have done this other thing instead. First off, looking at the Cubs draft selections, which really I have no problem with any one specific selection. Ed Howard, first round, 3.7455 signing bonus. Second round, Burl Caraway, $1.05 million signing bonus. Third round, Justin Nawagu, 678.6, $678,000. 
Luke Little went fourth, four nine two seven, and the fifth round pick Cohen Moreno, a high school player who got a bit more for his signing bonus because he was a high school player, nine hundred thousand dollars flat. So Howard three point seven, Caraway one point oh five, Nawagu six seventy eight. Little 492 and Moreno 900,000. Perhaps now you're saying they said there would be no math. Now, here's my poser Burl Caraway went 51st. His signing bonus was 1.05 million. 54th, the 54th selection in the draft was by St. Louis. They drafted Mason Wynn who is a two-way player. He might be a starting pitcher. He might be a shortstop. Or, because this is baseball, he might end up not being either at the major league level. You can never tell. Now, my question is, would it have made sense for the Cubs to toss caution to the wind and say, forget it, we've got Ed Howard, I want to draft Mason Wynn on top of Ed Howard and have that effectively be the draft class. Howard signed for 3.7. Wynn signed for 2.1. Effectively, what the Cubs then, within reason, the Cubs could have had Ed Howard, Mason Wynn, and then the next three players would have been affected to the extent that probably the Cubs could only sign them for about a million dollars between the three for a signing bonus. So they couldn't have gotten Nawagu. They couldn't have gotten Little. Well, they could have possibly gotten Little. And Cohen Moreno definitely would have been out. But would they have been better off drafting Ed Howard and Mason Wynn at the top of the draft, two highly regarded infielders, Wynn that also dabbles on the mound, throws 95-98, could go either way. For a while, he could play both. It would be more than possible for a team to decide we're going to work him as a pitcher and also use him as a designated hitter on days when he's not a pitcher. And as he starts to get more in tune with things, they might want to have him play maybe first base or left field or something just so he can get a bit of use in the field as well. Would it have been interesting for the Cubs to draft a high school two-way player to go with Ed Howard. I wish those questions were actually explored. I do appreciate you guys listening. It's, again, Sunday morning, not quite 9 o'clock. It's almost time for the Bears pregame to start. And you guys are already listening to the podcast. I didn't even know people were awake at 9 o'clock in the morning on a Sunday. But apparently people are because the clicker is going. 
hopefully you hit like, hit subscribe, hit retweet, hit all those kind of things, hit uh, follow. And if there's a podcast that your friend that is a like-minded Cubs fan that tends to think a little bit deeper about the minutiae of the game, we're in a long term. Hey, Dutch might want to listen to this. Thought of you when I heard this. And I would appreciate that if you would. Anchor allows sponsorships. Those would be fantastic to consider as well. But mostly, I really do appreciate you guys listening, and thank you very much for doing so. Would it have been an, a useful idea for the Cubs to decide, screw it, we're going two guys at the top, and that's mostly going to be our draft class. They could have still gotten reasonably, reasonably useful players in rounds three, four, and five. They just wouldn't have been particularly upside. Because the way the spending limits are in the baseball draft, the owners don't want anyone to be able to use financial heft to create quote-unquote unfair advantages. Would it have made sense to go Ed Howard, Mason Wynn, and forget it. I think we're going to go with the two big names and see if that works. I'd have loved it. I'd have loved it because I think you make your draft with players that hit and hit big. The players that are more likely to be three-plus players, three-plus wins-above players in their pre-arbitration years Those are the guys I want the Cubs to focus on. Luke Little, left-handed relief pitcher, throws hard. Burl Carraway, left-handed relief pitcher, throws hard. Both of them could be very useful, particularly their command is there, their location is there, their secondaries are there, all that kind of stuff. With all pitchers, all left-handed pitchers, all that everything. Cohen Moreno has some upside as a starter. But the premise of Ed Howard and Mason Wynn atop a draft fascinates me. The Cardinals, actually everyone in the Cubs division, everyone else but the Cubs in their division gets an extra draft pick every year. They get an extra draft pick that they can either use or trade. And sometimes with that extra draft pick, the other teams will kind of slough one of the picks, kind of like back in the day when NBA teams only had three or four guys that could actually shoot. And sometimes you'd have a player double teaming off the ball and daring the person who can't really shoot to shoot. Yeah, I'll kind of be out near you somewhat, but I don't really think you're going to shoot. I'll slough. That's what teams tend to do with one of their earlier picks. Take a guy who's safe and 
with the other pick make an aggressive selection like Mason Wynn. When people criticize minor league organizations across the league, most of the time the criticism is in ignorance. The insert team here doesn't have a very good farm system because they're only ranked whatever. Farm systems are always in flux. Players are getting better. Players are getting injured. Players are getting traded. It's really difficult to follow them. And I don't expect people to follow a whole bunch of different organizations and run their own lives. However, it is kind of cool to have an outlet where pipelines, particularly pipelines within the division, or at least acknowledged, and it would be really fun in my world if there were a couple more people who decided, you know what, I want to take the time to at least be kind of aware of what's going on regarding the June draft. And whether you want to take that up or not is up to you, but it is very possible, and I do think it would be very useful from a deep dive perspective to have one college team you mind one college team it can be whoever if you're an illinois state homer and you want to pick a team from illinois pick bradley pick illinois state pick illinois and champaign those would be the three main ones there are a few others. If you're really close to Western Illinois, Eastern Illinois, Southern Illinois, SIUE, if there's a team that you're right by, follow them. Like the person who listened to me long enough and he finally decided he's going to start following Towson baseball. Towson, Maryland, I think. I think I could have the wrong state. But uh, like five minutes away from me, start following Towson State. If you have the one team that you're at least kind of aware of and you're aware enough so you can tell which teams are kicking your team's butt, but which guys on your squad, actually, you know, this guy has some good numbers. He might be worth drafting. He might be worth selecting in the college draft, the June draft. Actually, now it's going to be July. That's going to be hard for me to talk about. I'm going to say June forever because I'm used to it being June. But taking steps, incremental steps, to be more aware of what goes on in college baseball helps you get to be incrementally more interested in the draft when it happens. And the draft is what eventually makes or fizzles a team. If Mason Wynn ends up being a fantastic player for St. Louis, people will eventually say, how did they get that guy? Well, they decided to aggressively spend on a second rounder. And the Cubs decided they didn't quite want to do that. Could work out either way. Cubs could be... 
with Ed Howard, Burl Caraway, Justin Nawagu, Luke Little, and Cohen Moreno. The Cubs could be looking at three major leaguers there. And I can't tell you which three it would be. Any of the five could do it. Or it could be that Mason Wynn is so good at some point in the future that he dwarfs all of them. You never know. The joy of baseball. It's proven on the field. The premise of, is this an interesting idea? I wish it was played out more. It's certainly not there yet. Thanks for stopping by Pre-Arb Excellence. I'll try to post another podcast as circumstances warrant. I'll attempt to make that one worth your time as well. Be safe. Go Cubs, go. And be nice to people.